Father, I thank you for the opportunity that we have to be able to be here. And dear God, I pray that you as our shepherd, you will continue to shepherd us, lead us through the valley of the shadow of death. We have nothing to fear because you are with us and we thank you for that. I pray that this word from your word will be an encouragement to your people. We love you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, hey, this is what I'd like you to do. Grab your Bible. Grab a cup of coffee, if you would. Gather your family around, and let's open up the Word of God this morning to 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 1 through 4. I'm going to talk to you this morning on the topic of strengthen your confidence. Strengthen your confidence. Uh, read with me, if you would, uh, 2 Corinthians 1, 1 through 4. The Bible reads this way, Paul an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, and Timothy our brother, unto the church of God which is at Corinth, with all the saints which are in all Achaia. Grace be to you, and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort, who comforted us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, this morning, there is no shortage of information about what's going on in our country and around the world on the Internet, TV, and radio today. Uh, most of what we hear is not very comforting. Uh, it's not very encouraging, and it does not give us uh, even the fortitude to go on. But with that in mind, by God's grace, I, I want to help you to be strengthened and encouraged today. Because for us as believers, we don't get our strength and encouragement from CNN, from Fox News, from MSNBC. But what we do is we get our strength and confidence from the Word of God. First, I'd like to give you this, if you would. Write this down, if you would, please. If you're going to have your strength, confident, uh, 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 your confidence strengthened today, number one, get rid of the noise. That's right. Get rid of the noise. Hey, let me tell you something, friend. Not everyone that's talking about this situation is worth listening to. Just because they have a platform doesn't mean that we should listen to them. Uh, we, we better make sure that we don't believe everything that we hear. And just because somebody says something doesn't make it true. Matter of fact, the reason I know that is because Abraham Lincoln put that on the Internet. Well, maybe he didn't, but you know what I'm saying. See, what am I encouraging you to do? Be selective in who you listen to. Because some are going to use this for political gain. They're going to use it, and they're going to be a blaming, a fault-finding. Uh, uh, deflecting, all those things, they're not going to help. So some are going to try and use this for political gain. Some are going to use this for a financial gain. I, I heard recently that someone was selling a gallon of bleach for $100. You know, that's sad. People are in need of things, but other people are price gouging, hurting others in order to have financial gain. See, we need to get rid of the noise if our, strength, if our confidence is going to be strengthened. Some are going to use this for a power grab. You know, the Bible tells us here in Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 16, every prudent man 
dealeth with knowledge, but a fool layeth open his folly. You know what this Bible is saying? Get rid of the noise and get the facts. See, this verse says that the wise, that the prudent man gets factual information. And so can I encourage you this morning, if you are going to be strengthened in your confidence, get rid of the noise. But secondly, get real about the need. I want you to take a look. That was more of a little bit of a topical uh, way of approaching this passage. But I, I want to dive down into verses 3 and 4. We need to get real about the need. Take a look at verse 3. Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulation, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. You know, as I've stated today in our country and around the world, there is great difficulty and affliction. There, there is great trouble. Nine times though, in this passage, Paul mentions the word trouble and affliction. And he does so with the knowledge that Christians are not exempt from distress, from difficulty, or from trouble. Just because we're saved doesn't mean that we're exempt from those things. He states that really, to be honest with you, that affliction is experienced by all Christians. The Bible tells us what? That those who live godly will suffer persecution. And with that in mind, I think that there is a need that we need to get real about this particular trouble. See, just like there was a need in these believers' lives, just like there was trouble in these believers' lives, it's just as applicable for us today to get real about the need. There's no, there is no doubt that this COVID-19 is a great uh, difficulty. And there are great needs in the lives of people today. Matter of fact, because of this, there are physical needs. There are people who are sick. We need to be praying for them. There are financial needs. There are those who have lost jobs and incomes because of this. There are emotional needs. People are full of fear, anxiety, and doubt. And there are spiritual needs. People are thinking, what's going to happen to me? What's going to happen to my relatives? I'm sure that you've heard about that family that has lost four relatives because of this virus. What a sad, sad situation. These people have needs. But if you've thought about it, what are all these needs really relating to? They relate to the feeling of safety and security. One thing that we all want is safety and security. The real need here is people to feel safe and secure. The Bible addresses this need for safety and security by using one word in this passage of Scripture. And that one word is Father. In verse 2, the Bible says, uh, says grace and peace from God our Father. Verse 3 states, it says, it states the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It also says that God is the Father of mercies. See, a good Father, what does He provide? He provides safety and security. 
See, the point is to know God as one's father is the greatest need. And the only way to know God as father is through the Lord Jesus Christ. Ephesians 2.18 says, For through him we both have access by one spirit unto the Father. You know, friend, it's through Jesus Christ that one can know God as Father and have their greatest need fulfilled. See, when you have Christ, though the world may be going crazy, when you know God as your Father, though everything may be falling apart, there is safety and security. We find that our Heavenly Father has given to humanity the greatest blessing to us in the person of the Lord Jesus Christ. Colossians 1.12 says, Giving thanks unto the Father, which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints of light. The real need for our world today is to know God as Father, and that is only accomplished through the person and the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, friends, this is a great time for us as believers. It's a great time to be able to share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's a great time to be able to share hope with those who are filled with bad news, with those who are filled with fear, with those who are filled with anxiety. Our world is concerned with the physical disease of this coronavirus. And really what they're missing today is their spiritual disease, the spiritual disease of sin. And though at this point we don't have a specific cure for the COVID-19, as of yet, I'm sure we will, we do have the cure for the disease of sin. And that cure is the Lord Jesus Christ. If you don't know Christ, your personal Savior today, you may be fearful. You may feel like you've lost hope. You may feel like everything that you know is totally changed and your life has been totally rearranged, and in some respects it has. But when you come to know Jesus Christ, though the world external changes, when you know Jesus Christ on the inside, there is a peace that passes all understanding. You don't have to worry about tomorrow. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen with COVID-19. You're just able to trust the Lord. If you're going to have your confidence, strength, and get rid of the noise, if you're going to have your confidence, strength, and get real about the need, and then thirdly, if you're going to have your confidence, strength, and get real about the remedy. Take a look at verses 3 and 4 again. Blessed be God, even the God of our, uh, uh, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies, the God of all comfort, who comforteth us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort them which are in any trouble, by the comfort wherewith we ourselves are comforted of God. 2 Corinthians is dominated with a word group for comfort, consolation, or appeal. A matter of fact, that word group is used 59 times in the New Testament, and 29 times it is used here in this book. And in the first few verses here, it's mentioned 10 times. Words or, or the direct word of comfort. See, our world is working hard to find a remedy for COVID-19, and rightfully so. But we've got to remember something, friends, that the world's remedy 
only offers temporary hope. I want you to think about something. There have been pandemics in the past. You think about 1918. You think about SARS and MERS. And, and I'm not trying to be a downer, but there are going to be pandemics in the future. And their remedy, the world's remedy, is temporary. See, the point is, friend, we don't find comfort in a cure. We find comfort in Christ. For us, the word comfort leads us many times to think about emotional relief, about well-being, and freedom from pain or difficulty. And that's what we relate the word comfort to. In our culture, we worship the God of comfort. In a world that is obsessed with a search for self-centered ease, comfort is what we're all about. But you know that that type of comfort only lasts for a moment. It never fully satisfies. See, the comfort that the Bible's talking about, that, that Paul's talking about here in our passage, has nothing to do with feelings of contentment. It's not something that just dulls the pain. The comfort that the Bible is talking about has to do with a strengthening agent that fortifies the heart, the mind, and the soul. That's why I entitled this Strengthening Your Confidence. See, this comfort, it relates to an, an encouragement. It relates to a, a help, an exhortation. See, God's comfort strengthens weak knees. God's comfort sustains sagging spirits. So when we face the troubles of life, we can do so with unbending resolve and unending assurance that our God is still on the throne. See, God's comfort is sufficient to overcome any difficulty or sorrow that breaks the heart. Though God may not always remove the affliction that comes our way, God's comfort, God's comfort always gives us the grace to face the affliction. Though I do believe that we're going to get through this, and God will allow this to pass, you might be asking yourself, when will this be over so I can get back to my normal life? We need to remember something, friends. A growing faith does not rest in when, but in whom. Allow this time to be where you allow your faith to grow in Christ and your confidence is strengthened in Him. Let me ask you a question. If something were to happen to you, God forbid, and you were to get this awful disease, and life were to be taken from your body, where would you spend eternity? Do you know for sure, friend, that you go to be with the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, Pastor, I'd like to. You know, you can come to know the Lord Jesus Christ by simply putting your faith and trust in Him, asking Him to forgive you of your sins. That means turning away. It's a repentance, turning away from the life that you now live and start to follow Him. So realize that you're a sinner. Realize that Jesus Christ was the only one 
that lived a perfect and sinless life and that he died on the cross for you and then rose again three days later. Place your faith and trust in him. Ask him to be your savior, to forgive you of your sins. Friends, we believe from the word of God that if you ask Christ into your life, if you renounce your sin, you confess your sin, and you trust him by faith, Bible says that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. We believe that they'll be saved according to the word of God. Christian friend, let me ask you, are you going to be strengthened or are you going to be strangled? Are you going to be strengthened or are you going to be sorrowful? Are you going to be strengthened or are you going to be sad? We need to be strengthened in our confidence because of the God of all comfort. God bless you.